Hey guys, what's going on? Talk to me, nice podcast episode fifty. Boom, boom, boom. Kev, don't have the soundboard up. Sorry, everyone, we're a little late. Um, that's why you guys need to like and subscribe so that we can get monetized, so we can provide more incentives for our panel because <laughs> everyone's just giving their time out of their day, and it's late at night, and it's hard. And trust me, I know because. Every Thursday we have mad late before, and uh, it's hard to do without incentives. So um, we got people coming from New York and all over the place and long drives. So, you know, just give us a like or something. That's the <laughs> least you could do, you know. That's cool. Um, I think we're going to have a fun panel today. I'm going to sound really toxic ju juxtaposed to the panel that we have today. So we'll see what happens. Make sure you talk to us nice. Therefore, we don't want to. Kev's on the uh, producer table today. Uh, he's going to help me be a villain as well. And um, <laughs> this is an interactive show, so contribute, comment, talk to us nice. Don't be weird. Don't be a ninja watcher. Come say hello. If you're in the chat right now, there's five people. Say hello. What's going on? How are you guys doing? Also, need to announce Talk to Me Nights podcast is now kind of a network. We have Sipping with Friends, which is a fun show uh, where there's a panel of four, including Slap, who was on the show before. They had two episodes so far, and it was really fun. It's a way different vibe than what we do here, so I'm really happy about that. They have more fun, I think, even though sometimes we have fun here. And then we have On the Record with Dom Fowler, obviously Dom a and favorite and she needs to come back on the show because we have a lot to talk to her about as well um and her show is very cool it was about um starting over and and reaching new phases in life and i thought that was a great episode and then we got divas after dark which if you guys don't know divas and heels they're amazing they're actually mm -hmm. down the street from here and um they, they do really good things for women's uh confidence and fitness and yoga and dance and all that so shout out to them so i can't wait they're on, gonna be on monday at seven i believe and they're really dope really dope energy really dope vibe i love those yeah ideas. so with all that said let's get to it are men underperforming <laughs> i think if you guys haven't noticed i have a theme about men i think young men are in crisis there's a lack of purpose there's a lack of direction there's a lack of leadership i think a lot of men don't know what to do and i think the world in some ways should slant you know towards helping women have equality and all that kind of stuff i think that's important but definitely especially when we look at the college numbers and things like that with title nine uh the pendulum has swung way too far where now it, it seems like if you look at a lot of statistics for men, they're falling behind and failing. And I kind of want to talk about a whole bunch of different men's issues as far as purpose, family, education, finances, um, the, the jail rates, suicide rates, mm. things like that. I think those are all interesting topics that we want to go into. And of course, dating and relationships, because if you don't have purpose, if you're not um, on your mission, if you're having holes in other parts of your life, it's going to be hard to be a good partner. So, oh, I did good. I was worried. Was All right. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, guys. All right. I yeah, yeah, yeah. pat myself on the back. I was nervous. <laughs> so, we want to do introductions. Oh, so I'm your host, Ryan Fagan. I am not a relationship expert. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. I was in a long relationship and got out of it, and now I'm just learning about relationships and trying my best to be the best version of myself. And Emotional <laughs> damage! And 
you know, I have claims of being toxic and things like that, but I'm reforming myself, okay? Stop the cap. To some degree. You got to keep your edge, though. (laughs) Anyway, um, so you want to, your name, what you do, your relationship status, and a brief uh, overview of what the intro of the topic was, starting with. I think the lady should go first, right? Oh, my God. Here we go with this guy. (laughs) You know? You were here first, so I'm the late... Um, my name is Nakia. Woo! <laughs> I am a therapist. A real one. And I... Relationship um, status. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll accept that. That's the status. What do you think about our men underperforming? Is the bar low? What's going on? Do you think men are in crisis? Do you think men are having a harder time than women today? Ooh, that's a crazy question. I think the easy answer is yes. Really? Right? Like, that's not an opinion. There are stats and Mm. and numbers to kind of show how women have become more successful than, than men. I'm always talking about black. By the way, right. when I'm when I'm speaking, just set that, put that on the record today. I'm mm-hmm. always talking about black, mm-hmm. um, so I think that's that's the easy answer. Um, but I think, what was your last question? Repeat that part about like men. I, I think it is harder for men. Really, you think it's actually harder? Um, I think it's hard for men because I think men have been conditioned the wrong way for so long and now we're just getting the awareness in our 30s that hold on you got to unlearn a lot of the shit you've been learning since you were little and therapy's just now becoming something that's acceptable too so there's i feel like yeah they're just catching on a little late and okay. we're seeing the effects of that i i wrote some things down that we'll get, that was <laughs> get back good. to those later yeah so I'm Tammy, Tammy Shasine. I'm an actress, and I also work at a nonprofit which uh, advocates for those who have been wrongfully incarcerated, particularly people of color. Um, and I live in New York, so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for coming all the way from New York. I do. I I promise. I really do appreciate all of you guys being here because it's tough to come out to a podcast for free randomly on a, thurs- <laughs> on a Thursday at nine thirty. Sure. And- goes to 11:30 so <laughs> I do appreciate you guys. For sure. Relationship status and your idea about are men underperforming? I am happily single. Oh god. Accentuate <laughs> <laughs> accentuate the happily. Won't air. <laughs> I um I agree with you on uh whether men are uh, underperforming. It is con- you know based on conditions. I think yes. Somewhat, and I think that it has a lot to do with upbringing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, with the recent changes that we're trying to make now, certain things that we're aware of, it could get better. But, you know, as of right now, I, I see a lot of um, the differences in how upbringing for men versus women have been. And it also begs the question of whether or not is it that women are pushed more to overperform that mm-hmm. make men perceivably look like they're underperforming like that's a lot of things that kind of put you know uh some those perspectives are what i'm thinking about as far as the topic i feel like i'm 
Yeah, it cuts out if you don't okay. talk directly <laughs> into it. But that's funny that you say that. But first, let me do the, some of these comments because our people are in here. Josie Thomas said, LOL. Uh, Rough Sex said, you're in the bean. Hello, chat. Clock Dodger said, yo, Tara Bonner. That's my mom. She watches almost every episode. <laughs> hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Hola, Rough Sex. That's that's someone in the chat, if you guys didn't know. His name's Wild. I know. I'm not being weird. That's, that's his name. Uh, Clock Dodger, shout out to you. Idney Bean, what's up? Courtney, what's going on? Thorough Beauty, this is a shortage on great men role models. Idney Bean, that's a good point. Okay, so interesting enough. Th thanks, guys, for commenting. We appreciate you all. I want to know, it, actually, in the chat, do you guys think men are underperforming what's your take on that i want to hear everybody in the chat what do you think do you think men are underperforming and why do you think that is if it's true and if it's not tell me why i want to know i want to see some paragraphs in there um <laughs> it, interesting because that was the first place i wanted to go is is that you know women i feel like there's a lot of encouraging me messages for women and I feel like there's a lot of negative messaging towards men today. Mm. And that kind of goes back to last week's episode, actually. Like, in isolation, I don't know if you guys seen the Rihanna thing with, with Aesop Rocky in yeah. the back looking like a nanny a little I bit. I posted that, yeah. <laughs> oh, you did post it! I saw that. Oh, my God. So I think we're being inundated with images like that. I think mm -hmm. it's a fine image on its own, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of images like that, and there's not a lot of the reverse image where the man is leading or being in the forefront of things with his family and stuff too that which is an interesting to point out because they were talking about jonathan majors and he was on the ebony cover looking a little zesty but um <laughs> but but he's been on men's health and stuff like that but mm -hmm. with family and stuff like that do they show like the totality of men and i think if you guys ever seen um i think his name is jason williams he does like um martial arts for for young like mostly black kids yeah i've seen him i think he has a really good take on modern masculinity and like being a man but also being in touch with your emotions which i think is important but i guess going back to my whole point i was on a whole monologue is do you think that messaging is a big problem because personally i find that the biggest problem with men um, or young men that I see and probably experience for myself as well is like there's a lack of direction mm -hmm. and there's a lack of like um, what are you supposed to do or a framework mm -hmm. and imagery affects you especially if you're not being told by people closer to you. Mm. My name is Kenneth Allen Thomas. I am uh father of five. Oh, husband. you never oh my god i'm sorry yeah 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 <laughs> uh have, oh, a, have, have a lovely wife um happily married and um per personal development and leadership coach i think that when we talk about messaging it comes down to this uh what are people actually consuming on a daily basis right and what i mean by that is is that this whole uh idea of are men underperforming where does that actually come from and how are people consuming it, right? So I think that what we have to understand is uh, there's a quote by a guy named Michael Pitts. He says, lyrics affect the mind, rhythm affects the will, and the melody affects the emotions. Show me what a person is listening to and I'll show you their lifestyle, 
right? So A, what is the lifestyle that we are seeing? Most people in, in, in the black culture, what are we actually listening to on a daily basis, right? You're listening to hip hop, you're listening to the drill music, you're listening to the the whatever it is that's that's going on that portray, right, this image of a man that is out here with the gold chains or out here with the money or out here, you know, and what's happening is is that you're seeing a lot of teenagers consuming that, right? And the fathers or or whoever's in the household is not reprimanding and saying, Hey, listen, in, in trying to decipher the real from the fake at the end of the day, right? And pulling mm. that out. For example, I have a 13-year-old son, right? And recently, I don't mean to put him on blast, but I'm going to say this for the sake of the conversation because I think it's important. I took his phone away, you know, because actually it was a, it was a tester phone, and I saw that there were things that in his phone that he shouldn't be listening to. So I deleted everything, and I took the phone away. And now we're, we're working our way back to getting that, that phone in place. I think that the the idea of, you know, our men underperforming, I, I really think that it's more case-by-case uh, case basis because it's not a general thing. We put this microscope on it as, and, and then we make it so broad that, hey, all men are like this when in reality um, it's really not. You do have men out there that are doing what they're supposed to be doing inside their their families, inside their household. You know, is every family perfect? Absolutely not. Am I perfect? No. But at the end of the day, I think that um, you do have, you know, men that is very, very minute, of course, or whatever, because you don't see it. But to your point, the imagery of what we see, what we consume, gives us the idea that this thing is actually happening. And I'm not saying that it's not. It is. But it's way bigger than, you know, it, we're, we're making it way bigger than what it actually is, in my opinion. So That's first, a good I, perspective. I, I apologize for stepping on your intro. I lost track because you skipped yourself, and I usually always, I've never gone left to right. So that's, that's all good to give myself a little excuse because <laughs> I stepped all over his intro. My that's bad. That's all good. I give you I grace. I give you grace. <laughs> I give you grace. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about um, what you listen to? I thought that was a great point. Yeah. yeah. Lyrics, melody, and rhythm. Emotion, yeah, rhythm affects. So lyrics affect the mind. Rhythm affects the will, and the melody affects the emotions. So think about it, right? We've all had heartbreak, right? When you mm. had that heartbreak, who's you know you putting on Mary J. Blige at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? You I putting put on something on. that's going to he puts on Drake, <laughs> Lover Boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you're putting Gada, on you, you put on something that is going to you know that it that you're in that moment. Or if you go to the supermarket, for example, why does the supermarket play pop music all the time? Right to get you in the mindset of, hey, listen, um, I want you to make sure that you get everything that you need because y'all know that you, as soon as you leave that supermarket, you ain't going back, right? So musically, things happen, you know, so that you can, so that you're able to, uh, to move a, a certain way. Music kind of directs your your mind, your body, your spirit, mm. all that. I don't know. I mean, we just mentioned the whole Rihanna cover, and I think that. Every individual music artist, when yeah. they make their own things, um, they have their own lifestyle, you know? And it's about, you know, since it's a competitive market, like you're trying to just get the best music out there so that whatever the best music that's out there is going to be listened to the most, and that's what everybody's going to listen to. So then, boom, slap a picture of her on a cover of a magazine after the Super Bowl, and she's living her life with ASAP Rocky, and he's carrying her baby, and she's leading them in the beach. Like, that's the image that's going to be out there right now because she's what's you know, popping right now and she's, you know, making the best music and all that. Do you mean when you, the type of music that you listen to, is there some sort of like scientific 
methodology behind rhythms and beats and lyrics itself or yeah is it mostly reflective of the artist that's sending it out and the fact that they're popular right now and putting <laughs> that and putting that their music out there and that's what we're listening to no what i mean is like all right for example um i i formerly i am a, a dancer by trade right so i used to uh be in in, in the hip-hop scene choreographing for artists and things of that nature right for example as an artist i there was a time where I may be going through something pretty crazy in my life and I'm going to display exactly what that is and what I'm going through. So the music that I'm listening to, the music that I'm consuming, I'm actually going to be putting that out on stage. And not only that, I'm actually doing that in my regular daily life as well too. It's actually going, you know, sorry about this. (laughs) It's going both (laughs) ways where not only am I doing it for my work and my art, I'm doing it in real life. And it wasn't, um, something that I truly wanted to live. It wasn't my real character and who I wanted to really be. It was this music that I was consuming, so I had to delete it out of my life. That makes sense? Yeah, I think... I talk to Kevin about this a lot, is even if you... Like, I'm a grown man now, so when I listen to new music. I try to stay up on new music just to, f- like, feel current or whatever, right? When you hear toxic messaging, it affects you even... Yeah. Even me with common sense and I know this stuff isn't real and blah, blah, blah. Music affects you. Imagery affects you. All that stuff affects you. And, you know, now I think it affects young minds more though, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? But you you have so many young minds that are misled in such a way right we were just talking earlier that there's eight million homes in america that are single family seven million of them are ran by by women one million by men that's a crazy stat right there so you know if 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 you have so many different uh instances where a woman is is raising a man and it's not saying that a woman can't raise a man but there are certain aspects that where hey i don't know what to do in this particular situation Versus a woman that is raising a young a young lady, it may be different where you can raise your your because or a man raising a woman. There's certain things that a man can't do for a young lady when they get to certain ages. Like who do I call? Who do I talk to? Right. What are these different things, right? So, yeah, I mean, that actually feeds into my point too. Like it it has a lot to do with upbringing, right? When you think about how many single moms that are out there, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know the statistics like you guys probably do, but you know. Um, there's a lot of uh, single moms raising boys and girls. And when we talk about like upbringing and how, you know, parents probably uh, give daughters a, a harder time. Why? Because the world is harder on us. So uh, probably going to get a harder time with that. And plus there's single moms raising boys. Um, I mean, it probably contributes to modern men in the whole underperformance when we when we say underperforming, what do we mean by that exactly? I think are men meeting the standard at which past men have met? Hmm. Well, or, what, what, what was that standard? Well, um, or even meeting the standard being set by women, like mm, are women doing better than men right now? Is that yeah. is that really the question? Like, <laughs> I think that's the trend. Yeah. I mean, should the dynamics change, considering the imagery of the music and things like that? Because there's a lot of music out there that I don't know is positive mm-hmm. for. And most I of agree. it's not. Right? Most of That's it's not. the problem. I feel like there there is a bit more praise well, for, you know, not 
not being, you know, or, or right. having a boss woman, if anything, you know what I mean? No. You think there's more praise for that? Yeah. And right. like, I, I you think know. that's good? Do I? I think it's, I think that's the biggest trick they're playing on women. Yeah. I think so. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, really I learned that too late, but right. it's a mean, mean too. trick. <laughs> it's a trick. Yeah. You I want learned it, that you the hard be, way. What, why? Like, it just doesn't make sense. But, um, Back to the music point, because because my dad says something really impactful, and I, I always remember it my whole life, especially about music, and I would carry this on when I have kids. Is um, I was listening to rap music, right? And my dad was like, you know, my dad's from North Philly, like you know, he, he knows what's up. Um, he was like, just remember, the things that you're hearing is from a place where people have to do these certain things because that's the life that they live because they don't have other options. Right. So that's not you because mm-hmm. I'm living in the suburbs and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. It's really stuck with me. Right. Yeah. So, so my mind was prepared to accept the, the lyrics mm-hmm. with the proper interpretation. Right. So I think that's dad. the, with the guidance, having a father, <laughs> I so this is I always make this argument is that media will teach your kids if no one else is teaching them. Absolutely. Oh, but yes. if you have parents, they have the final say in control. Yeah, but that's not well, that's not Kenneth 100% said true he took either. his son's phone away because he's active. But, but I think is, what's but was that is, but was that the best idea and no this my I think that there's a such thing as two extremes right Mm -hmm. and then there's the parent who's not there and then there's a parent who's 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 kind of taking yeah a little bit right so i think um not that that was a bad decision i'm not saying that was a bad decision Mm -hmm. but i think sometimes it's about how you're there to kind of guide them through the decisions that they're already making instead of taking it from them so like hey i saw you were listening to fuck the world by so and so why do you like that song? Like, talk to me about that, right? Instead of saying, you can't listen to that because... That's what I believe in. You know, talk whatever, whatever, whatever. And not to say, you know, people make their decisions and how they raise their kids and however they raise their kids, and that's fine. But, um, you know, I still think it should be a good balance of seeing what you taught them at a certain age. You know, a child's personality is developed by the age of eight years old, right? So it's like, it's at some point, it's like, let me see what you know and then kind of coach you through what you're already going to do anyway, because we all know what it's like to be young. So with us, real quick, with, mm-hmm. with with my stepdaughter, I was with somebody for a long time, and they lived with me. She had a daughter, all that stuff. Um, I'm really concerned how they teach you in school, right? So when we're sitting eating breakfast, when we're sitting, sitting eating dinner, I would always pick her brain. I'd say well, a really memorable situation was like, I, I think we were watching TV or something, and she was like, who's the bad guys? And for me, that triggers a thing, right? Because the, are there bad guys? Like, are they just arbitrary bad guys? Yeah. Why are they bad? Stuff like that. So I start asking her, and she's like six, seven, eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, like, what do you mean? Are the bad? Who are the bad guys? Why are they bad? I start asking those questions, and I just want to see what she says. How right, does she yeah. think about that? I'm che- It's a check in. Right? Yeah. Like, how, yeah. what are you thinking about? And I said, Well, what if she's? She was like, Oh, they're trying to steal money. I was like, Well, 
what if they're stealing money for food? What if they can't eat? I, yeah. I start. I, I do. Yeah. The, I do yeah. this exercise with young because kids are super smart. Like, you should ask them questions. I, I think yeah. it's the best yeah. thing ever. Yeah. How are they thinking? Because then she had really thoughtful answers, and she always. I know that had a big impact on her because she would reference that years later, like, oh, well, you know, and have a nuanced point of view about who the bad guys are and stuff like that. So when when I think when kids are listening to media, it's okay if they're listening to edgy music, but you got to check in. What are what are you getting from? Right. What what what's your interpretation? What does this mean to you? Because. I mean, if they're getting these messages with no, like, guidance, of course they're going to, like, who knows what they're going to think about it. Well, I look at it from from a standpoint, like, in my own situation with my son, it was more of a, we saw a behavior difference, Mm -hmm. right? So when he had the phone, there was, like, okay, you're going going here, and this is the completely different direction from who you actually are. Yeah. versus when I took the phone away, okay, we're returning to the to the young man that I know. So I know for a fact that there was an influence yeah. of right. having the phone or whatever, so my wife and I decided to, to part ways with it. Now, my idea of even with a phone for, for kids, I think that it should be more of a spoon-fed thing, you know, based on the especially given in the times that we live in today, Absolutely. right? There is... What they're prepared the, to... Right, right. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that a child shouldn't have a phone because, God forbid, there's an Safety emergency, reasons, right? Yeah. Safety reasons. I think that... Social it media is, should definitely be banned till they're 18, though. Absolutely. Banned? You know what I mean? Oh. For real. Because mm-hmm. then you can make your own decisions and everything at that point. But I think that uh, with with the guidance between in, in inside the household, I, I really feel that we should pay attention to the behavior patterns of, of our children, right? Yeah, and then See, compare it to what they're listening compared to. Compare to what stuff, they're listening yeah. to, right? And I think that that, that helps uh, families, you know, kind of guide and direct their children a lot better. Or maybe you should also just watch what they're watching so you can have a better understanding of why it piques their interest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have children like you do. I have a little brother who was born when I was 20, so he's... Like a child, <laughs> yeah. He's right. like, you know, it's, mo- it's mommy sis vibes with yeah. him, mm-hmm. you know. So I sure. inad- inadvertently raised him, mm-hmm. but um, you know, there's a big language barrier in my household and whatnot. And there's, you know, he has he doesn't. I don't know that he has a lot of people to talk to in like a mm. real way. So I think that he relies on me a lot for that. And in doing that, you know, again, mommy sis vibes. I'm supervising him, but I'm also like kind of into the stuff that he's looking at and mm-hmm. whatever else. Yeah. So, you know, oh, okay, he watches this movie, he listens to this music, he, you know, what, whatever. Like, I'm not saying that I like all of it or he's a good kid. He, there's not a lot of things that are like a bad influence per se that I, I, I can see. But I'm understanding where he's coming from in his interests, right. you know, with, with his things. So I think that there's that too. I mean, reprimanding every single thing that they do take an interest in that isn't so bad or maybe, you know, Again, while watching their behavioral traits, is this actually bad for them? Because so he listened to his gangster rap music and all that stuff too. Some of that stuff that I can't stand or whatnot. But he's a good kid, and I'm watching those behavioral things that he does, despite that. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I, media can take a turn. It can kind of go into like the realms of propaganda. You know, it affects you. It, it's it just does. like, but 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 hearing rap music could inspire you. 
or it can make you literally have an interpretation that you should do those things. It's right? not just rap music. Like I can't even listen yeah, right. to SZA's album. Yeah, yeah. And everybody right. loves that album. And I'm like, yo, this shit <laughs> is the most toxic shit. And I know toxic right. shit is fun and it's a fad right now. Like, oh, you know, whatever. Like, not saying that I'm above toxicity. We've all been oh there. My God. You know, God. whatever. It's not about me though. My point is, even listening to SZA's album, I it's it's not it's so toxic it's not even relatable to me like i'm literally like this is the shit that y'all be listening to him and, like so and putting in y'all captions and shit like this is weak like Sounds y'all like bitches this. is crazy some of this stuff is relatable <laughs> some of the stuff element is relatable right. but i'm like i don't want to be this way <laughs> i don't like sometimes I'm not, could be. no and me, I, we're in this fad of where like we're celebrating depression and anxiety and toxicity it's like oh it's cool to be you know and it is nihilistic, huh? That's interesting. Let me do some of the comments because I appreciate you guys in the comments. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get to y'all, but we are having a beautiful conversation, which I'm not sounding horrible so far, but we're going to hit somewhere where I'm going to just go off the rails. So Stay we'll, tuned. we'll find out. <laughs> Rough Sex said, I think men don't have much of an incentive, Oh, which is a really good point. I don't Rob. think it's underperforming. I think their energy is focused on different areas. Uh, Courtney said, men really don't understand women have to be strong financially and mentally while they're single. If a man comes into your life, what value is he adding? Women are tired of being the strong one. Mm. Mm. Uh, (laughs) What other paragraphs do we have here? Courtney said, I don't feel like it's masculine. It's really just a strong mindset. We have to be breadwinners to survive. We can't depend on a man to do it. I think that's that programming. Oh, we'll see. When we say okay, like like that. women are tired of being the strong one, Ooh. right? Like, I think that's a narrative they talk. I, li- listen, like I this is my thinking. I think that it should. I think we should take out the generalization of it. Personally, I think that people should more so talk about their own personal experience. I'm not saying you can't generalize things, but in certain aspects, like, well, what is your your personal? Uh, you know, experience with that. Like maybe I'm tired of being the strong one in every relationship that I'm in. Right. I get that. What we see, you know, is, is portrayed that way, but is that really true? Well, well I think when you have a social commentary, you have to generalize in some degree. Right? Ab- like absolutely. If, I get it. If yeah. we're trying to approach a issue at, at a large scale, there's some generalizations that but you're generalizing off of your environment though right so you're not just saying like you would have to be seeing it all right so the strong independent black woman trend is a thing like we've heard but if you have friends like like i have a handful of friends right i have a core group of friends of five like successful women and if four out of those five successful women are all having the same experiences with you know, modern men underperforming, then it's going to make you feel like, okay, so if four out of five in a group of black women, you would just think that that's probably not just this core group of friends. And then you talk to other black women, it's like, yeah, you know, this too, this too, this too. Now this is one particular environment in one particular region, right? So maybe it's not the same in other regions, but in this region, yeah, like you said, it's kind of, it's not just me. I'm not just speaking about me. Cause if I'm just speaking about me, like, yeah, I'm tired of being a strong black woman, but then it's like, so is my friend and this friend and this friend and this friend. So now it just feels like it's the whole world because mm. it's your world mm. and perception is reality, mm-hmm. right? My world, this is what's happening. Mm. Let me get some know more. What adds oh, to God. being tired of it? I think that we've been 
taught to understand that we should be able to rely on who we're with. And you you're know, taught that you said, I think so. I you think, think that, you're taught to rely on a I guy. Think the I think that the traditional mindset or what I remember being brought up to believe was that you meet a Do man. Do you have a and Hispanic then, background? No, uh, Caribbean. Well, Caribbean. Haitian. Okay. So real old school. I don't <laughs> think so. Westernized we, Americans women are taught that at all oh okay uh well i guess that's the do, again, do you have friends thing. that are not caribbean do you think that they're no i think that you know like i've gone to school with white people that have said i'm going to college to get my mrs like they are taught also to right to to meet a man and then that's your uh, life white people now. are definitely taught that really you know you, what that, i mean well that's black I mean. women are not passport bros <laughs> i think caribbean women might be taught a little bit to, of that but you know what that's not what's happening. Why? Because I feel like a lot of women coddle their sons. Again, I think it has a lot to do with <laughs> upbringing. And mm. uh, by the time that we're there, we are tired of being the strong one and whatnot. But you know what? When we find ourselves, and this is what from what I've seen, we talk about situational things, like particular things. Everything is individual. Mm. This is what I've seen. Women are forced to be strong because they I have no that. choice. They don't have a choice. They right. just don't have back me into a corner. And so I now we're tired a of it. We're, we're we're tired of it because, you know, we this is not what we were expecting. We were expecting stronger men. Mm. I have oh. a question. If, uh, <laughs> if in general, in trouble, uh, eh? most women it seems that are tired of being the strong one. But then, why do we celebrate? the strong, independent boss mm. woman if most women are tired of being the strong We already woman. said that. It's a trick. We were tricked. We were bamboozled. Bamboozled. This run is, amok. This is, no, no, no. I, th I see what you mean. Hoodwinked. First of all, I think it started out with good intentions. Like, we were celebrating an uncelebrated thing. Right. You know? Like, we are not... Nobody bigs us up for when we come through. You know what I mean? When we're the breadwinners, when we're anything like that, if anything. But I feel like because there's a, there's a line, there's a barrier with those that are a little bit more impressionable, you see pictures of Rihanna, you see whomever, and they're like, this is what I have to aspire to mm. now, you know? But that's the problem. Like one gen yeah. one generation is being celebrated for an uncelebrated thing, and the next generation is just getting the impression that I'm sorry. This Can is what it is. Mm. This is what it's gonna be. Can I say something? Mm -hmm. I think that like what you just said, like, you know, there are a lot of women that are looking at the Rihannas or the Beyonce's of the world and aspiring to be that, right? And I think that is, that's a huge problem. Just me personally, mm -hmm. I just think that that's a huge problem because you are, you know, and I, I pray that I'm, I'm empowering some women here that you are your own individual. You know, you are your own being. I get that, yes, you need something to kind of like look at and in in, in you see, but at the same time, when you look in that mirror, right, when you look in that mirror, like that's the truth right there. That's who you are, right? And I think that when you walk away from the mirror, oftentimes what you see is uh, people that are forgetting what they saw in the mirror and then they take on what the world is saying about them or they try to like portray mm -hmm. something that that's actually not them. I think that most, I think, and this is for anybody, just start focusing on that gift, right? Focusing on what it is that you have inside you and, and you know, you'll, you'll get to a better place. That, that's just me. I think that if we continue to, uh, to kind of like navigate ourselves from that and just knowing that, oh, okay, she she made it. She worked hard. She got to where she got to because she worked hard. Now take the the motivation behind it. Take the the inspiration behind it, what she did to get there, but not necessarily be that. 
that makes sense. What? Do you wait, 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 hold on. I, I forget what I was gonna say, and I feel like what I'm saying is about to be smart. Hit my camera. Okay. Um. All right. <laughs> I'm. I'm. It might take a left turn a little bit, but I like what you said. But the issue that I think, and I think we've had this since the beginning of time. That's why we have religion, right? Religion gives you an aim point, mm -hmm. something to look at mm -hmm. that you are not. Mm -hmm. But to compare to mm -hmm. and say, I need to the be benchmark. like that. Absolutely. The Bible's misogynistic. Oh, Lord. Oh, you <laughs> so, okay. Actually, right. That's perfect for what you said. So what should, in general, that? women aspire to be then? Is hold there on, something on. that women should aspire to be? Hold on. Hold on. Let me write that down. Let me write that down. But let me finish my point. All right. Look. So, so. When you look into me, like, yes, you're an individual, but I think this hyper-individualism is dangerous, right? Because most people need guidance. They need a framework. They need something to look at. Yes. Like, you need a North totally Star. Agree. You need a North Star. And I agree with you. Beyonce, she's amazing. Probably not the best North Star to point at. Because totally it's agree. not realistic. Totally agree. And I think probably this is media again. Um is that that's an easy thing to see right. when I think back in the day, maybe you had like less people to look at or mm -hmm. like people in your community or like a more realistic point of view to point your star at and you had more guidance around you. So yes, you can look at yourself in the mirror and like figure out your own stuff. But I think most people need a higher thing to look at to orient themselves yeah. if that makes sense absolutely yeah you need a goal absolutely can i ask a question mm -hmm. when you say the bible is misogynistic what yes. do you mean? <laughs> let's do it let's do it <laughs> let's do one gloss over let's that. do it yeah we can't we can't gloss over that one um make uh, your case make my case it um written by men for men yeah. whoa there kev where's the sound effects <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that was I pretty self-explanatory there's i mean i wish i i wish i really could you know just like give I wish I had actual Bible verses that would. I haven't thought about it in well, so long. Well, it's interesting but it though. Is, but kind of like the Constitution was written by white people for wait, white wait, people. But, Same but, thing. But you guys are saying like the strong, independent woman thing is a trick, right? Mm -hmm. Well, wouldn't it be misogynistic to have a man lead you and be above you in some sense? What would make that misogynistic? You don't think that's misogynistic? Then what's I'm, misogynistic about the Bible then? Because it, that the man, so, so so it goes woman, it, so it goes children, it, woman, uh, man, God, is right? It, is it misogynistic to you know? And it's a fact. Like men are physically stronger than we are. Is that misogynistic? I mean, in a more mm -hmm. traditional, you know. Well, what's your case that the Bible is then? That's what I want to know. Bible like, is name uh, something. How did you come to that? Yeah. Conclusion. Y'all gotta Bible, give. There's plenty of Bible. I can't think. Give of Give us some. Right I don't know. I don't. Um, what's the sense? You don't have to cite the verse, but like, what's the ideology from the okay. Bible that is misogynistic? Like, um, what's a concept? There's being. There's a lot of slaps on the wrist for men in their sexuality in, in the Bible, and women is for it? their promiscuity is reprimanded. You don't think women's? Um, so wait, wait, wait. Oh God. Let me let me let me just go on real quick. So. Can you point to me where it says for a man is no, a slap on the wrist? I don't know wrist? Bible verses. So, so, so what I'm saying is, is that so have you? So you haven't read the entire Bible? 
I've, I went to Catholic school. I'm, I, I'm, I've okay. been to church. And I've been, stuff, yeah. and I went the, to Catholic school too. Yeah. Look, in these conversations, but, you can't kill people for not being able to recite certain things. No, so no, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm getting at, right, is I think we have to be careful when we, co- when we talk about a book that was written thousands and thousands of years ago. To your point saying that, you know, it was for men by men, there are so many powerful things for women inside that book. Mm. Like so many. Can you give us and one? A- absolutely. I'll give you a ton. Um, for example, Queen of Sheba, right? Queen of Sheba was, uh, was someone who was in a region who heard about King Solomon, right? King Solomon was the wisest man that ever walked the planet according to the Bible. And at this time, Queen of Sheba was uh, someone who, back then, they, kings and queens, they would give each other gifts, and when they gave each other gifts, right, one king or one queen would try and up one or whatever because I don't want you to leave, uh, I don't want you to leave my kingdom, you know, with uh, just what you gave me. I want to give you more. I want to give you more than what you came here for. So Queen of Sheba goes to um, King Solomon's kingdom, and what she sees is that, wow, everyone is looking like a king. Everybody's looking like a queen, right? How can this actually be? She came bringing, bearing gifts to King Solomon, and at the same time, King Solomon then empowered her and gave her way more than what she came in with. That's empowering a woman saying, hey, listen, I I, I love what you gave me, but I'm going to give you more because I love what you're doing in your kingdom as well, too. In another instance, there was another one by the name of Esther. Esther was someone who was... Uh, you know, considered, um, she was, she was one of the king's wives at the time. And she actually helped the king get saved because there was someone that was out to kill him. She took risk and took a fast in order to make sure that the king was, um, was not killed and ended up becoming queen next to that king because there were, there were a line of women that were in line to be queen. And she was the one that said, you know what, we're going to take a fast and we're going to make sure that the king is not killed. She took a risk. And what I mean by risk, if you went to go see the king, you were actually risking your life because at that time, certain queens may get killed or whatever, or anybody could get killed seeing the king without an appointment. She came in, she, she made a president. We're going to fast for this moment. And, and guess what? She ended up being queen. So that's, that's just a couple, but you know, there are, I mean, I can go on and on or whatever. I think that women are empowered in so many different ways. And actually when we talk about wisdom, wisdom in Hebrew actually means it's talking about a woman. It's not talking about a man. I think women are villainized a lot in the Bible. Like when you look at, um, you know, the story of Adam and Eve and she tempted him with the apple. You You look at Delilah and Samson. She, cut his hair you know they're villainized as well so i hear what your point but look about. at the context we we can't we have to take the bible and we have to put it in its proper context i think that we 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 look at it and we we put it in in our framework but we have to look at it in in context what was actually happening at that time right for if you look at adam and eve you know so look at look look at the whole situation what was what was being said who was the leader in that in reality, Adam was the one that should have took taken the lead. He was the one that that said that God said, "Listen, don't eat the apple, don't eat the fruit." He did it anyway by listening to Eve. Eve wasn't in trouble necessarily. Adam was the one. Why? Because at when Adam, when God came, Adam, where art thou? That basically means he he was hiding. He was hiding from where he was at, and he was the one that was actually in trouble, not not Eve. So, what about people who don't subscribe to any of this? 
then it don't apply to that. I think I think it does apply actually. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't think so. I it's think an, that it's impressionable storytelling too. You know, whether you believe in it or not, it's still ultimately like I, a story. Know. Here's the thing, Nikki, and this is what I learned because I was not religious, but the stories are ancient wisdom, whether you believe in literal interpretations or not. The the meaning and the education behind these stories have lasted the test of time for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So like the but interpretation is that part of the of, problem today. No, because that's how we oriented our whole society. And this is my problem with with everyone trying to undo all kinds of traditions. Is that the problem? That is the problem because Or is that the solution? No, because we're Because those we're same de- traditions was around with No, we're devolving things by trying to eliminate the Structure. structures mm-hmm. that we have created. Right? There was a reason why you had a higher power or a thing that you look to. And and I, I say a thing or a higher power. It's not control. It's like if you don't have an image of something to be as a good image, it's now, not now you're looking. So here's the thing, Nikki. You're looking at Beyonce instead of religion. You're looking at little Nas X as, oh, he's cool. I'm going to be like that. Instead no. of the grounding of some of these ancient wisdoms. No, you're not. If you have parents, where, that goes where do back pa- to the parents. But where where did they get yeah. their, their structure and balance Well, from? why do you... Why do people need a rule book to be a good person? You're a human. You do need a rule book. Do you? Yes. So if you don't have one, so if you don't subscribe to the Bible, the rule book of being a good person, then you can't be a good person? I'm not saying that you have to subscribe to the Bible. That's Everything in in life is a choice. I think that is one of the greatest gifts that we have. We have free will. You have the choice to do that. But the Bible is... Well, Obviously. Okay, what do you replace it with is my question. You just decide for yourself what's moral and not? Yeah. Life experience. But how though? Because so, then I because could justify you're anything. I could justify anything. That's in my not own true. Head. I mean, no, that's not. that's not. I mean, yes, you can justify anything in your head. I killed that him because true. he was pissing me off, and and you shouldn't. Right, you can justify uh, anything in your own head, but you're also so you if, need something outside. Can of I yourself. finish? I'm sorry. What I'm saying is, you don't need a Bible to tell you how to be a good person. I didn't say that. Okay. I'm not saying that you, you did say that. You need something higher than yourself to look at, though. Do you, though? So you're saying if you I'm don't. I'm asking you what. Like, if you're, if, if you, you, if you're agnostic, right, you don't believe in anything, not an atheist. That's where fine. You, so you're saying, but if you're, you can't be a good person because you don't have anything I'm, that you're. I'm not trying to have a religi- religious argument. I don't want what to I'm, either. No, what I'm saying is, though, you do need something outside of yourself to guide you. Uh, but who said that? That's higher. Says who? That's that. My point is, if you don't have that, you will look to things put it, that are not productive. Can I for say you. this? So, so Nick, you 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 have you have a young one. Are there are there not rules in your house? Yes. Okay. So those rules come from you, right? And you learn rules from your mom and you know your family or people that help raise you, correct? So when we get through in life, there had to be some sort of framework that we go by in order to do this thing that we call life. Yeah. I think that people tend to we like for me i i know what the bible has done for me right and i'm saying that for me i'm not trying to force my faith on anyone Mm -hmm. right and that is never my goal however i will defend my faith i'll defend it but i'm not going to force it on people but my point is is that i do think that uh you know you have to have something that guides you and says okay 
how do I do this thing called life? What are some things? What what did other people go through before I even got here? Because right, clearly, right, right. I just got here, you know, thirty nine years ago. I There's, don't disagree with any of that. That's what I want to hear you answer. Yeah. Is I don't disagree are, with any of that. What I'm saying for everybody in the Bible, I'm not saying that right. it's completely. You know, I said it's misogynistic and whatnot, but there is something for everybody, including women in the Bible. I agree with you there. Um, but you're right. Like it's hard to just base everything or your whole life philosophy on just one thing. It's not right. It's, yeah, it's, it's it just from, doesn't have to be the Bible. Is all uh, I'm saying. Oh, I, I totally agree. It doesn't have to be the Bible. Right? You don't have to use the Bible or God or whatever to say, okay, this is what my aspiration is but, to be. Like, so I feel I, like I'm a lot of you. that is just human experience. I like, would. I don't kill people because I don't want to go to hell or because the Bible said thou shalt not kill. It's just because it's not a very nice thing to do. I don't need a Bible to tell me that. I, I would have agreed with you years ago, but what I have realized is i mean nikki you could justify killing some motherfuckers i i could think of i could think of several reasons why i would why don't you (laughs) because it's not a very nice thing to do why not i just said why like why does it have to be like but why does it have to be more than that why that's just my moral value like it didn't come from the bible it didn't come from anywhere what if someone else doesn't feel that way then they're obviously going to do what they think they should and deal with no, those consequences. No, they shouldn't because we'll be in a really horrible state of situation. I mean, obviously people, people do doing... every day. No, but but <laughs> but there's still a structure and that's the They case. deal with those consequences. They decided that those consequences but, were worth but it. Those con- deci- but who said those consequences? Right. Who, said the, who said that they were consequences? If you decide to say, like, okay, I'm going to kill this person, well... You know, like, and I'm gonna wh- go to jail, and that's fine. Okay, but, but where, the jail- do, where do those rules come into play? Because it's the country you live in. If you kill somebody, you go to jail. If you get caught, Nikki, I feel like you're you you're better than this. To you got to draw the line all the way, because like, I'm all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that somewhere. the Bible, right, and the law, right, they're two things created to control people on a certain level. But because I need you right. to want to. I need you I, to I, I need you to be good. So either you're going to do it because you don't want to go to jail or you're going to do it because you don't want to go to hell. People need to believe in something. I need to believe in something. How did I get here and where am I going? People need the answer to them questions. Correct. So if they don't have them, they're going to make one up. So here's a Bible. Yeah, but, but if that's you not, here's that's a story. Not here's a story. Here's a suggest. Here's a theory of what happened. If you because you can't a, prove it, you aren't fucking there. No, so I, this is theory. I know. I'm not. In, <laughs> I'm not into proving nothing. But what I'm saying is, if you make it up yourself, and every individual makes up their own rules themselves, we're gonna have a. Problem. Then we're in America. No, that's not it. The, America's rules and laws are based off of Christianity. Whether you agree with it or not, that's right. the derivative of the values, and that that's the starting block for it now you can throw it away at this point and use what you already have but that was the derivative at some point so, so the, moving on hold on yeah, i don't want to do this whole religious yeah, yeah. Con- conversation the whole <laughs> we could time be here all night on yeah that. we could be here the whole night and i want to I, I always stick on on points so i'm trying to do better at that uh britney has time today but part of the reason why women feel as though men are underperforming is because they are operating out of order with the guidance uh Safi said society has dismissed certain gender roles, but naturally they serve their purpose. Quanell Williams, you need an objective standard and truth. If not God, then your standard and truth is subjective and up to anyone's opinion. Roughsex said, man, we have to pivot from this conversation. The Bible is 2,500 years old. People <laughs> lived and thrived before then so we can move forward. Everyone's laughing. Uh, okay, so... 
Nikki, you're in the hot seat. No, I'm just saying, kidding. Uh, you said in the beginning of this conversation that men were conditioned the wrong way. Poor men. What did you mean? Like, what do you mean? What do you think the conditioning of men is? I feel like men were conditioned to believe that their feelings don't matter as much as anybody mm. else's. They don't. They don't. They don't. And and men believe that now. No, 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 no. So, we, we've had many podcasts where we've asked women about men expressing their emotions. And almost every time there's a limit or a barrier on when men yeah. c- can express their emotions. Yep. And therefore, that's the rule. Because yeah. if you are too emotional, if you... You're Drake. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> don't don't come at Drake. That's, that's my guy. <laughs> They will be unattracted. They will not like you. And the world won't like you. You can't you can't succumb to your emotions as a man generally. Yeah. Die on that white horse. I'm I'm not dying on it. I'm no, just, no, no. I'm saying that's saying. the perception. Like that's men not a feel, perception. That's the reality no, of the situation. No, listen to what I'm saying. Oh, You're getting ahead. defensive I'm sorry, I'm and sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. on your side. I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm saying <laughs> men feel like us as women would rather see them die on that white horse than say, yo, I need help. This is hard. You know what I mean? Like, I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. I feel like, you know, ever since you guys were little, like, if me and Kenny were, you know, we're we're the same age, we're fucking riding our bikes down the street, we're three years old, and both mm-hmm. of us fall at the same time, I'm going to get, oh, baby, it's okay, you want mommy to kiss your boo-boo? And Kenny's going to get punched in the chest and tell him that men don't cry. And then that's just constantly just taught to you over and over again. Like, chivalry is literally... Mm inconveniencing yourself so she's okay you're cold i'm cold too but you take my coat and let me go check on the noise because it's more more important for you to be safe than me and you know what i'm gonna work on the walk on the outside of the curb because should a car jump this they need to hit me and not you and you know what else like let me you know stand so so you can sit because it's okay for me to be uncomfortable but it's not okay for you to be uncomfortable like men Mm -hmm. are just constantly taught Mm -hmm. that you know, happy wife, happy life. If she's happy, everything's mm. good. But mm. God forbid I'm unhappy. Like, you know, you're taught that your happiness doesn't matter. So now you guys are just underperforming. I... <laughs> it, does, it does take its toll. Well, because right. men lack incentive. <laughs> men, men, to rough sex point, men lack incentive to do that anymore. But you're we'll, full of we'll, shit. We'll get to that. He's we'll full. That. She, whatever rough sex is, He's is full of shit because that's not true. There's plenty of quality women. There's not plenty of quality men. Yeah, but you can get them without doing all those things, and that's the problem. That's true. I think that um, we have to look at the needs of a man and a woman. Right? Totally different, yeah. The Statistically, um, most women think that the n- number one need for a man is sex. It's not true. Number one need for a man is honor. Hey, I like that. Now, for the, w- for the ladies, the number one need, obviously, is not sex. Security. It's security. Yep. Women want to be secure, you know, financially, emotionally, you know, mm-hmm. physically, mentally. Everywhere. They want to be secure. Right. And that's something that I had to learn, you know, as well, too, for me and my wife. When, when we went into marriage counseling, that was one of the first things that we learned is, hey, listen, you know, honor, you know, you know, my, my first need of a man, honor, first need of a woman, security, mm. basically creating your a priority list. For example, with me and my wife, whenever we have some form of a disagreement, like after we cool off, I go to my priority list. Am I operating in my in my priorities and everything right now? Am I taking care of my priorities? Does she feel secure right now, right? To your point, Nikki, about, you know, for the crying, that's something else that I had to learn as well too, right? As a, you know, I got four boys. So 
when they cry, at first, when I'm getting used to this thing, I'm like, yo, man up. But the more and more that I start to listen, and I was saying this earlier, seek to understand before seeking to be understood, I started to understand why are you crying first, right? And then understanding the emotion and everything behind that. Like, yo, son, listen, it's it's okay to to let that emotion out. It's okay. Let me help you direct this thing in in the right way. But I had to learn that what what what's happening is is that we're not we when you come from the old school, it's like, yo, you're you, this is what you're taught, and this is how it's going to be. You know, uh, legacy after le- legacy, lineage after lineage, child after child. This is how it's going to keep going. But where do we stop it, and where do we break that? For men to say it's the generational right. curse, right? So where do we stop that at? Well, it starts with you know it starts 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 with me at the end of the day, and I'm teaching my sons like, all right, listen, there are times where, and this is biblical too. There's a time to cry. There's a time to be happy, right? There's a time to be you know there's a time for mourning and there's a time for 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 dancing. There's there's a time and place for everything. And I think that once we start to learn and understand before trying to be understood and trying to get my point across, you know, why I don't feel that you should be crying right now. Well, wait a minute. Why are you crying first? Right. You know, let, let's get that out. Let's get that out the way. You know, I do want to say some of those things for a boy is different. Right. Like, I think it's OK to pick the girl up and all that. I think it's important to understand why the boy's crying. But. I think you should give a woman your jacket. I think you should stand up. It's easier. I I think we all agree there. It's easier for a man to do those things. So that that's not a social construction. That's a biological reasoning and why we have created that into society. Right. Like the guy should check out what happened at nighttime because he's prob most cases, not every case. There's outliers. He's probably more well equipped to deal with that. I agree with chivalry. Don't get me wrong. I'm very, very, very much a damsel in distress 100% of the time. What I'm saying is the men now, right, they don't necessarily, like if I ask They're doing that less. Well, if I ask a man you guys age what happy wife, happy life means, you're going to have a completely different opinion than if I ask a guy in the 20-somethings what that means. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying they don't even understand why they're doing it anymore. It's just like, well, why the fuck do I have? Like, that's the uh, that's how the 20-somethings kind of think. Well, why the fuck she can't do it herself? Why the fuck I give her my code? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, right, they don't understand it anymore. Happy wife, happy life. Why does it my happiness matter too? Right. That's not what it means. It means if she's happy, she's going to double it and give it back to you. Yeah. If your wife is happy, she's going to double it and give it back to you and make you even happier. How the 20-somethings understand it is if she's happy, then she ain't going to bitch at me. Like, it's not, you know, they don't even understand why they're doing chivalry anymore. And that's yeah. why they're underperforming and saying shit like, oh, there's not quality women anymore. Question, mm. question. Oh, Will, you're saying, um, will, it, will that actually play out? If a guy treats a woman well now and does what he's supposed to do in chivalrous, Will he actually be rewarded? Because that goes that depends to, on the you're, you're saying, you're, on hold on, hold on, you. on. You're yeah. actually you're saying that if um if a guy does what he's supposed to do for a woman, he will actually be treated. Um, He'll guess, get the happiness manner. Back. But yeah. but you're you're saying that they're being taught that that's not 
how it actually is. But what if that's what that's not actually happening? A guy does what he's supposed to do, and then he gets shit. I have an example. Right. Then that's, example. then that's a guy with the wrong woman. Here, let me give you an example, right? And we've had this conversation a million times. The guy that you actually like when you go out on a date. Mm-hmm. You make him wait to have sex and all this stuff. You make him be chivalrous and do all that. Mm-hmm. But you got a guy on the side that just come through on a phone call. Mm-hmm. And he don't got to do nothing. Yeah. So that's, to rough sex point, the low um, requirements or low standards that you guys create with that. Because no. there's actually, or, or lack, <laughs> no, no, no. You know what it is? It's a lack of incentive. And this is something I deal with because if I do all the things now, they want to treat me funny. Meanwhile, they got Tyrone on the air mattress. No, because it's, it's grow nonsense. up. What are you here for? Like, are you here for sex? Or are you here for a relationship? No, no, no. You can't play us like that. Because yes, I can. No, because, because you... I'm looking for sex from the guy that I'm having sex with. I'm not looking for that with okay, you. But you're not looking at what the guy is getting. Right? Who's the prize? What's the prize? Is the prize me or the sex? Yeah, so you have to establish what it is that you're trying to get. Like, yeah, you, like see, this is this is where everything falls apart. This argument right here, this is this is so upside is, down. Is it sex? It's, that it's men... a difference between men and women. No, you're treating the nice guy worse. No, I'm not. You're treating like, sex. Is... You're treating sex like it's uh, an exclusive thing. But part of giving your body to a man is giving what your body uh, to him. This what is what the misogynistic shit I'm talking is, about. Is part of. Dang, giving your is. body to You're a reciprocating man. And giving I them fucking honor. had sex because I wanted to come and he did too. I You're didn't. Not letting oh, them put man. your body in them. You're, a man is putting his. See, part of his body this is what I'm talking you. about. If I want to have sex, if I want to have sex, if me, a grown ass woman, wants to have sex, and I just want to have sex. I don't want to hear your spill on, oh, you're going to give your body to somebody. No, I'm going to go into a mutually a, a mutually beneficial situation with someone. But Nikki, if I want to be in a relationship with somebody, I'm looking for something different. Where we establish that we both want sex. Here's the problem. So with the nice guy, I mean, again, there's, the, there's a lack of that communication. I think the nice guys don't want to admit that they want sex also. You know what I mean? And that's the prize. Gaslighting. You know that's I'm true. gaslighting. You're gaslighting. Everybody the wants nice the guy. sex, but I'm Everybody just saying again, it's just what the prize is. No, okay, so you're buying a BMW, the new i9 or i7, okay? And you go to the dealership, and they say, "Oh, for you thirty thousand, or uh, for you a hundred thousand dollars for this car, okay? It's your dream car." Then. When men compare sex and Kenneth, <laughs> Kenneth comes in, and they say, "Kenneth, for you, we'll give you the car for thirty thousand dollars." How would you feel? You'd be like, "Fuck that! I ain't paying a hundred thousand when he's paying thirty. Okay. That's the standard that you set for Tyrone, and now you want to make think the that's price the same though. Now but you want to okay. make the price higher for you. For him versus me, that's not so fair. You, Why so you what do you? So what do you want? What do you want? A guy wants to have sex with you. If okay, he you out, so, right? so you if, just want if Tyrone's having sex, you want to fuck just, too. That's what you're not, saying. It's not just, but the it's it's a message, right? Like, oh, so like mind you your liked business. him better? No, mind your business. That don't have nothing to do with you. It's because I want to have sex and I'm not ready to have sex with you. So I'm going to over reliable. Okay. And, and this is where then, then, then the nice guy 
what he should do is go somewhere else too because you're not treating him. Yeah, right. he should. I'm not fucking you, so go f- go have so sex with you want to. So now you stuck with Tyrone on the air mattress, and now this is why we can't who have said Tyrone got a hair? Who said Tyrone got an air mattress? Tyrone always <laughs> got an air mattress. What, who cares what kind of... Okay, my <laughs> point is, thing, my point is, I understand what you're saying. I'm not trying to invalidate that. I can understand why that would be frustrating if you're you're putting your best foot forward to date this girl, right? And then she's going, leaving the date, this wonderful $200 date that she had with you and she's gonna fuck Tyrone in the air mattress. I understand that. I understand your frustration. But also but also as a woman, and this is kind of what I was talking about with misogyny, right? Mm -hmm. As a woman, if let's say you're a single woman, right? And you do want to be in a relationship, ultimately, you know, I'm looking for a relationship, a serious relationship with somebody one day. So I but I'm also a woman who wants to have sex. What should I do when I want to have sex? wait why do you have <laughs> hey, to wait when you want to have sex listen listen you have to wait when you want to have sex it's like a, i'm an adult i want to have sex it's about why do i have to wait you want more i mean when you you're want lowering more, your own standards i'm not lowering my st- to who who said i'm lowering my st- it, you it, here here's <laughs> the thing if a guy wants to have sex you know what helps him Getting a good job, being well, well, uh, having good conversations. No, it's the girl that he's fucking. No, being a better guy in general, having a better status is going to get you more women. I promise you. Yes. I think we just I- have different. Uh, we have different standards here. Yes. And that's what it really comes down to. If Nikia wants to do what she wants to do with that, then that's what she's going to do. For a guy that, you know, isn't into that and doesn't want that. You know, he may play the long game because he may be looking for that type of relationship. And maybe he just doesn't find it with Nakia. Right, exactly. Unfortunately, that man may be so infatuated with her, it hurts him. You know what I'm saying? Where his feelings then come into play and things of that nature, right? But that, like, but like, you know, like she said over here, I'm sorry, what's your name again? Tammy. So, So, like Tammy said, I think it's like a communication thing that has to really, really play out. Yeah, you know, for people. What do you do when? I'm sorry. Go ahead. What do you do when that it when everyone plays it out for that to be a case to case basis? But what do you do when that's the culture? You go like that happens over. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's why you have so many hurt people. Everybody got unlimited money and unlimited resources to go on unlimited dates to do this. I think you. Not everybody has unlimited options. Good time here. Good time here. You said that women should wait, and you know there are people that no, I'm 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 just saying like you know. When people communicate, you can talk to Tyrone on the air mattress and say, like, I want to have sex. That's <laughs> <laughs> all he needs, right? Um, the you, you talk to him and you establish, like, yeah, this is about sex. I can say that with mm-hmm. you. I can, you know, you can admit I want to have sex with a nice guy, too. You know what I mean? But I also want to establish. Don't. Pardon? They don't. They want to make him Are wait to woman? see more appreciation. No, I've, no, but I've you done do. 50 you episodes and we've had this conversation <laughs> with a million nice different plug. women and they all episodes. say the same thing. <laughs> all the women say the nice guy, they want to like take it slow and all that stuff. And I why, get- is it the, why is it the idea of nice guy, bad boy type of thing? What like, is where does that? The, the point that where does I was this making, come into play? The point that I was making both. is that like you can wait and whatnot, but if you're with the wrong guy, like you can wait forever, and then you know finally have sex with him, and he could dump you just the same as you, as if you yeah. had sex with him on the first date too. I agree. You know, so no life is a risk. Well, what's the outcome of? Well, wait. What's the outcome of that? Right. Of what? Of okay. Um, you know, you have sex or whatever with someone, and then okay, that's it. We're done. 
Like they're the not out- done. They keep them on the. They keep. That's what I'm saying. Like like, what's a nice guy? Okay, a guy that the does guy, want a guy it. under your opinion that you would take seriously. And what I mean by Tyrone is a guy that you know you're not really taking seriously, but you would have sex with on whenever you know. Because they it's honest and it's upfront, and you can just say that, and then that's right. just it. And nobody gets hurt. You know right. what I mean? But yeah. with a but nice people guy, people always get hurt. Yeah, they do. They always do. Feelings over a, logic. I think you. Well, I think that with a nice guy, you know, you have sex with him. Um, and you know he goes through or whatever it is, and then like you know that hurts more than Tyrone. Can I say this? Because you the knew nice guy's not Tyrone. having sex because he wasn't sexually aggressive. Um, that's rapey. <laughs> what? No, he was I can't No, I, I was There's a sexual. There's a sexual chemistry that right. has to be to have look, sex with the nice guy. Uh, look, look, I'm I'm not blaming y'all for this phenomenon, but <laughs> what I ag- but I need to say I don't condone. <laughs> rape or any sexually aggressive behavior <laughs> but but what i am saying <laughs> is that it creates a weird incentive structure right because now you should be sexually aggressive now you know now you know. if they make you God wait if they make you wait go <laughs> elsewhere right because because they they're treating you differently they're not making you wait though like no you know you're taking it slow which is making them wait but that's not what i'm doing i a woman an adult woman, You're, right? She's you have not a intentionally taking it slow. It's just the sexual chemistry is not there. Guys are thinking it's because I'm a nice guy, but it's either like you're ugly, the bad boy you're has more swagless, sexual chemistry. you're corny. It's not about being bad. It's about having, it's about your energy. I can't explain how to have that to you. Like what you're attracted to, you're saying? Well, it's just about the chemistry, like the energy. It's The bad boy has the energy. It's that's, not that's about being a saying. bad boy or not. The it guy doesn't who's matter. Like stay around and take care of the kids and he's kind of corny. It's not that. Did you ever watch it's the Netflix that. thing, which was real toxic, it was called Sex Life or something and that I was the thing. That she yeah, had she yeah, had the yeah. perfect guy, he had a good right. job, but he was just kind of whack. Like he, he just didn't get her juices flowing so she wanted to be out in the streets with the guy that got her juices flowing that was in the music industry and was edgy but he was he was volatile and all that that's what y'all like sexually y'all like that stuff y'all like that toxic stuff for the sexually (laughs) stuff so we like that toxic mm, stuff my point is that you are creating low incentives for guys because we caught on to that so like so i'm not gonna sit around and you think i'm gonna take you on dates and be your friend i guess that answers the question i mean are men are modern men underperforming unanimously yes because they lack, you know, with the sexual... They don't have to perform. Some, some of them lack with the sexual aggressiveness that we crave. And others lack with that security that we want. And apparently the- you got to choose. Like, you can't get both in one man. No, It, it you, seems you like you that's what you're can't. saying. No, you, you actually can't get the barbarian edgy guy who really get the jason momoa who's sexy as hell who's just like taking shit and being a beast and And also has a job and also has a job and is a nice guy and cares about your feelings and won't like talk to other women and do all this stuff you can't have both you really can't okay like these are two different types of men like if the, the soldier, the the barbarian, the guy out there, and then the guy who's more domesticated. There's, offensive. there's different guys. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you, like, he can't be both. Just like if you're a great business person and you're ruthless and you're cutthroat and stuff, like, that's what you are. That's what you do. You can't also be the empathetic, um, 
HR person. Like, I'm not man. asking somebody to be two different extremes. What I'm saying is, can you have both the chemistry no, and but the, the stability? Satisfies you the most, right? The most sexually attractive person mm. is the extreme. The most sexually attractive a person is the the, extreme. the guy that gets your juices really flowing is is toxic. the extreme is he's on edge and he, that can't he's be on, the same guy who offers the, you stability. The middle of the spectrum is never that sexy. Wait, vanilla. You guys don't cream. have a problem with that. What problem? With what like the same guy who who can give you the get your sexual juices flow and can't be the same guy that offers you stability. That's what you're telling me. If you're I, a stable no, guy, I, really, you can't I think that get, I think you I can think, balance it, but. The most sexy guy is not the guy to keep. Let me say this. <clears throat> there is a, just like the most sexy woman. There's some man the out there who is offended by that theory. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm speaking from a married man standpoint, just so you <laughs> <laughs> understand. You so, better. You so better. My, my wife is is watching right now. <laughs> so listen. So there's there's, there's I, I'm gonna tell a quick story here, right? So there is the get it done leader, and then there's the more charismatic leader, right? So the get it done leader is very aggressive. He's very like, I'm going to get it done. I'll fire anybody in a minute just to get the job done. This guy's in mid-level management, and then he gets, you know, the call to go to, to the C-suite. He gets the call to be a CEO, mm-hmm. right? He's more, focused on productivity. Focus on productivity. Right. Boom, mm-hmm. let's get it done. I'm not cutting no corners. I can care less about your feelings. Right. Right. Then you got the more charismatic guy. Everybody loves the more right. charismatic guy, right? He's going to listen to everybody. He's so empathetic. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, he's going to do projects where he's going to put you in charge, right, to make you feel better. And, you know, and he's going to kind of guide from the outside and he's going to be that person to put people ahead, right? So the they both get the call up to the C-suite. But there's a problem here, right? Both of them, you know, have to do something else other than what they've done. This the old saying is, you know, what got you here won't get you there. Mm-hmm. Right. So this, this th- there's this thing in baseball where you can either bat righty or you could bat lefty. These guys got asked to bat bat lefty. The more charismatic guy said, you know what? I'm not cool at batting lefty. But the get it done leader said, you know what? I'm going to learn how to bat lefty. Because I want to, I want to learn how to be more empathetic. Because what got me here won't get me there. Why am I saying that? Right? You can be both if you're willing to. At the end of the day, you can be both if you have that get it done mentality. You can be both, and you can go there. I know for me, I'm a get it done type of guy. But I know, for example, with my wife, I'm very empathetic. I'm very like, all right, let me listen to what she's got got to say let me listen to what's going on and maybe that's just my upbringing but I do feel that hey I want to be able to understand people and understand you know the woman that I'm with or whatever being my wife and understand where she's coming from and what her needs are at the same time too on the opposite end she doesn't have a problem with me when when it comes to you know our relationship and the romance so you feel like you can do both Absolutely. You can be both. Okay. It's definitely humanly possible, but good luck finding any um any amount of it's those. It's gonna be the mass. most amazing person. You know what I mean? Ever. Like it's those so guys that's the are exception, just running around role. all over the place. Yeah, because can be both, there's a reason really why hard. there's a reason yeah. why there's positions in sports, right? Like the quarterback isn't a receiver. Like we everyone has attributes and you play your role. But we're not talking about opposites here. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about opposites either. Like just, stability and chemistry I'm aren't saying, two opposite I'm things. I'm saying like you you can't be a, a a a great surgeon, 
a great therapist and a great construction worker. Okay, and but a you're plumber. talking about extremes again. It's not. What do you mean? Well, because you're. I'm not saying extremes. I'm saying you only have so many attributes. So, like, what's the combination of attributes that you want? I just said two. I'm what? talking about being able to get that chemistry in one person, you know, mm-hmm. the fire, the passion, and the stability. And you're saying you can't get that. Well, some in things one are person. mutually exclusive, though, right? Like, so if, like. Like, you're comparing it to a bunch of, a bunch of, like, yeah, but, 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 things, but okay. So, so I, I think or what I'm I? saying is certain personality traits are mutually exclusive. As a therapist, maybe you might have some. Yeah, like introvert and extrovert. Right. So I can't be both. I just can't be but, both. So what? Mm. I'm, but okay, whatever. I think in certain instances, you can. No, you can. You can try <laughs> to be better at your deficiency. What are the listeners but, saying? <laughs> Oh, we have mad. Do they feel like you can have chemistry and stability oh, in the good, same person? Good potting there, Nikki. <laughs> With the, I'm like, let interested. me read some comments since since that's a good point. Josie Thomas said, "I learned so much from my husband because I, even as his wife, remain teachable." Well, shout out to you because honor. Where they at? Uh, <laughs> is that your wife? Oh, okay, wife. I thought so. See, <laughs> that, that made all the sense in the world. <laughs> Brittany has time today. Chivalry is not dead. Well, it kind of should be, even though I agree with chivalry, but y'all trying to kill it. I'm trying to keep it alive, but y'all mad at me. Um, (laughs) Thorough beauty. Women are killing chivalry. Thorough beauty. Give a woman a seed. We give you children. Well, anybody can do that, though. Rough sex, i.e. children, emotional damage, unrealistic (laughs) expectations. Thorough beauty. You give us bread. We make a meal. Y'all ain't even got a cookbook. Brittany has done today. <laughs> Stop giving it to the half-naked IG models. Thorough beauty. Why does a man need to be rewarded for doing what a man is supposed to do? Candace Solomon. Exactly. Uh, Candace said, what are the trophies for women doing what women are supposed to do? I feel like y'all getting trophies every day. Y'all getting celebrated every day. Y'all on magazine covers making guys emasculated and everything. <laughs> oh, my Rough God. Rough sex said, but you want a ring and the sex get passed around to everyone else. Make it make sense. Exactly. Indy Bean, I like that question. Candace, Brittany has time to date. Temporary benefits the flesh, but we don't want to admit that it comes with way more the physical pleasure for the moment. Uh Thorough beauty, it's the same. It's not the same. A connection is a connection. An agreement is an agreement. <laughs> Rough sex said, ladies don't get quiet. Uh, no outcome. Maybe a nut and another body. Josie Thomas, my nice ex-husband, ended up being a monster. So eyeballs. Any uh, beans, she said unanimously, yes. Rough sex, speak up for y'all sisters in the struggle. Let me go further down. Uh, Brittany has time today, but he's married. It took work to find that balance with one woman. People be trying to find that balance with five different people at the same time. Um, Yep. So what do you guys think? Can you have both traits? Oh, here's Candace. Generally speaking, the grass is greener where you water it. I will never understand why we expect perfection from a relationship with our attention is in five other places. Focus and Mm. choose one person. You know, I feel like a lot of it has to do with like a lot of it comes together with my first point mm-hmm. with women performing and then men you know maybe underperforming or vice versa i mean i think you mentioned uh everybody has their part in a team or they they have the, their position in in sports and whatnot and i think that where that's where it comes in with relationships everybody has their part i mean if a man is coming in solely for sex um 
a woman's not going to be able to give it to him for that long. Somebody mentioned IG models and things like that. You know, beauty fades. Yeah. Um, we're not going to be able to give that to you. And I think that maybe sometimes they'll underperform because that was a part of the bargain. And the nice guy that walked away and whatever from whomever I was listening to the commenters and whatnot, the nice guy that walked away, um, that probably was the end of the deal that you weren't keeping up with or whatever it was. So, no, um, you can't look for everything in a partner. You can't look for a guy that's going to perform 100%. That's going to give you that chemistry. That's going to give you that security and everything else. Like, there needs to be certain parts that I feel like you fill within each other as well and play your part for the team. So the question of are men underperforming, you know, Michelle and Barack say it all the time. Like, there are times where – he has to shine and then she has to shine and they mm-hmm. they'll either, you know, take a back seat. It's that yin yang kind of um, energy that I feel like takes care of the question, like about mm-hmm. underperformance on whomever. If you're in a relationship, like somebody is going through whatever, um, that's your chance to step up. So a, a man's a man's place, a woman's place, things like that. I feel like it's interchangeable um, as far as performance is concerned. Mm. So. Yeah, that's my yeah, thought. to some degree. <laughs> um, Kev, you want to bring up those college stats? Um, I think this is interesting, and we talked about this on the men's episode, which I think is 48, um, which was a really great conversation. But uh, essentially this is talking about how um, they passed a law, Title IX, in 1972, and men were 12% overrepresented in college, so they were 12 points higher than women. And now, what's the year, Kev? Where, oh, okay, so it became 50-50 in 1982 in college. And now they're 14 points higher. Uh, What year is that? Sometime in modern times, women are now 14% overrepresented. Over, so that's 64% in college, right? 2019? So in 2019, women are 64% um, more successful in school or or just in enrolled or represented enrolled. It'll flip again. It just flipped because if you think about it, like, you know, there was one point in time where men were the breadwinners and women kind of, you know, did the household things. That was kind of where I guess we're evolving from. And then I feel like. 26 a lot of points things. different, though? No, no, no. Follow me, right? So then the a lot of people bring, blame, like, the crack epidemic or whatever, because, you know, I'm always talking about black. That took the black men out of the home, right? Whether it was because of incarceration, was it because of jails, whatever, right? And then that comes kind of our generation where a lot of people that we know, we know a lot of people who were raised by single moms, um, if we weren't raised by single moms ourselves. So then that produced very over overachieving independent women because they came from independent women. So it's like, you can't depend on no man. Cause look at me. I had to raise you by myself. You got to do it by yourself, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Right. So we're a product of those women. So I feel like women were overperforming because they were coming from a generation of women who were abused, beaten, Wait, stuck in marriages, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like point. it'll flip again because now that women are overperforming, men are going to be like, all right, the men that are, we're raising right now, the men that we are currently raising are going to be like, okay, this is this this is the bar now. Now we have to be here. Do you think that's but true? I think the women are still saying the same stuff they were saying. And I, my actual point was um, 
because actually, Kev, can you pull up that education thing? Because it goes to elementary school as well. But um, well, find the elementary school point, and we'll go to that. But my question is the crack epidemic, right? Boys and girls were raised in that same environment. Why did the girls excel and the boys not do well? Is because the messaging was for girls? No, I feel like the crack epidemic took a lot of the men because either the men were selling But why the did drugs. the women do well? If that's the thesis there, right? Like, it's not that they did well. They had no choice. I don't have a man anymore. I still well, have these kids that I have to raise, and my husband is either in jail or he's selling like the crack boys or he's had doing a choice? crack. Well, she has a she has a <clears throat> she has a, a really good point here because it's also biblical as well too. Just by the way, <laughs> but but um, and what you said was too. But the thing is, is that when you t- when you strip a family apart, right? That's where things get real hectic for anyone. When you rip a family apart, when you divide, you know, uh, a family up, you know, whether it be the the father being taken out of the home or the mother being taken out of the home, mm-hmm. you need both, in my opinion. That's not saying that you can't be successful, right? Let me just put that out there because there are so many different single family homes that brought up children that are very, very successful in, in a lot of ways. So I'm not discrediting any of that. However, the statistics, you know, show when you have um, those those that family aspect in, embedded in, you know, you are more successful um, in a lot of different ways. You know, your character, um, you know, from a professional standpoint, how you how you are inside the world and things in that nature versus <clears throat> someone that is growing up in a single family home. And, you know, you got the crack epidemic, you got the AIDS epidemic, you got all these different things that were happening that were placed and put in right to steal away to put out why you know what i'm saying because we know we know at the end of the day that you know black people are you know uh very very intelligent in in a lot of different ways and can do so many things and have done so many things for this world so in my opinion i think that when things like when you put things in place um to strip away the home it kills the children that are following up it kills the generation that's coming up behind and they can't, they don't get the the knowledge that they need the structure that they need the guidance that they need to be successful kev do you have those elementary school numbers oh no all right go to the wide shot yeah i think it's in that same article so guys i'm gonna butcher it a little bit but even today girls are like four times more likely to be in the top uh i don't know exactly what the percentage was it might be the top 25 percent of elementary school even and that's today so are we going to continue to see this trend where men are doing worse in education and i I don't think so i think that what's happening because you teach you know i don't think so i don't think so um there's a there's a client of mine uh his name is sean um two years ago during the pandemic he uh, was about to commit suicide, right? I did an Instagram live, you know, just doing encouragement. I wasn't doing nothing crazy. I was just encouraging people. And I did, it was more so a challenge for myself to see if I can go, because I wasn't really an Instagram live type of person. Mm-hmm. So I was just doing it. And then this guy came about, <clears throat> and then I ended up having like a seminar. And I use him as an example because this guy was ready to, to off himself or whatever. And he actually attempted it a couple times. And when we started um, you know, taking taking a lot of the classes and things that I started doing with him, 
and giving him that male leadership, that male role model, something to look forward to. This man now is about to be in, you know, a, a corporation two years later and went from where he was at, you know, about to just off himself and things in that nature. But like, and said, you know what? I see a different route. I see a different way. What I'm saying is, is I think that you do have men out there that are pushing for other men to in and, and helping them even if they don't have it in their home they're trying with podcasts with different things that you have you know the internet at your disposal these things are out there and i think that it's definitely going to reach men you know in a, in a in a mighty way interesting yeah you, there's a lot more resources for men now than there yeah. were before it's getting better yeah that's true can i say this well so, you know yeah, bad bad times you know create weak people Right. Yeah, know? and you know, or strong people. We're strong people. Strong, right? yeah. I'm sorry, that, that <laughs> yeah, I actually yeah, said yeah. it wrong. Bad times create strong, create strong people, right? And a lot of times, there's like this continuous cycle. You know, you can even say that weak people even create bad times, right? And bad mm-hmm. times create strong people. Right. Strong people create good times, and you know, in good times, you know, oftentimes like the the beneficiary, the beneficiary of that are weak people from the good times that we see. And you can check the course of history on how this has played out. And Nikki just said it, like, you know, it's going to flip. Yeah, right. It, it has to flip. Just right. like the economy, right? Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of, well, it's been good for a long time. Anyway, speaking <laughs> of uh, deleting yourself, what do you think about this stat, Kev? Oh, no, go down. What's the oh? What's the su- oh? Men are four times more likely to commit suicide than women. Mm-hmm. The pressure I would expect, even if you are underperforming. Well, you said earlier that women have it harder, but why are men killing themselves at four times the rate? Because men don't know how to talk about their feelings. Can Tammy answer the question? Because oh, she sorry. made the case that women have a harder. And I want to know. I said that? Yeah, you did. I wrote it down. Okay. Um, why are men killing themselves more? Probably because they are keeping things to themselves. Probably because they can't handle it on their own. Um, and, you know, I don't know. There needs to be that kind of balance of. I think when people. Uh do harm to themselves, they don't see a way out. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the imagery. And I know I'm like playing with the Rihanna cover and all that, but I- I'm playing to a bigger image is like women are encouraged and I don't think boys are encouraged. They don't see where this is supposed to go. And as, and I talked to my brother about this. I remember 19 and 20 are really horrible ages for a guy because, like, you're out of high school, so you're kind of weird, like, being in that clique of people. Now you have to find a new clique, but you don't, you might not have found a job, especially if if you haven't been to college, if you're not going to college, you don't have any money, like, girls don't really want to talk to you unless you're, you have some special attributes that you're, you know, you're good with women or whatever, but if you're just regular, like, it's, it sucks, it really does suck. And can you pull up that chart? And and to speak of that, the suicide chart as at that age, oh yeah, from uh, twenty five to thirty four is the second highest right there. No, up 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 right there. Yep yep down. Weirdly, people age eighty five is the high eighty five plus is the highest for suicide. 
But I think as a young man at that age, that's where you're supposed to go through your journey, right? You're supposed to go through being I dusty. I can't see that far. What age is that again? It's 25 to 34. I'm that's sorry, the highest far. rate? That's the second highest from 85-year-old plus, mm. which I guess they're just finished. But so I was has... in military. I, I like my life sucked at that age, but I had a goal. I had I knew that it was going to get better. Like people would talk shit to that? me. <sighs> what did you what did you what did you have in your life that I think I had a lot of advantages, right? I had my dad. I had both my parents. My dad talked about real estate. I always knew I was going to like invest in real estate and I was going to get rich and all that stuff, which but I reached financial freedom like I had those ideas in my mind and I knew what I was doing when I joined the military. I joined the military. I was going to get the GI Bill. So they were going to pay for college and they were going to pay for me. Plus, I was going to get experience. So I, I thought I was going to get a really good job coming out with military experience because it's highly valued. So, like, even though I'm in Iraq, it sucks. It's 100 degrees. We're on patrol, like all that stuff. People are yelling at you. You don't have any control over your life when you're in the military, especially at a low rank. I had a light at the end of the tunnel. And I would get depressed and I would get sad and get frustrated and all that. I went through all those problems. And even through after getting out of the military, it was a struggle, right? But I always did have something that I was oriented to pointing to. I think Which also, real quick, I want to give our mom some credit, Kev, is that my mom made me believe that I could do anything possible. I always think I could do anything. Mm -hmm. And nothing, I never was discouraged from doing anything. And- it's it's a weird balance, right? When you have a mother who's nurturing that just wants to like make you feel good, and a father who's like more practical. My mom would make me feel like, "Hey, you could do anything. You're great." Blah blah blah. And your dad would like give you the practical side of like, "You need to man up. You need to like don't cry." Like, you know, like I my dad. I got into a fight outside my bus stop, and my dad stood there and watched and told me how to fight. Mm-hmm. Watch me get beat the fuck up too, actually, yeah. but. That was an important experience. It's an important experience. And so like I have a lot of advantages and that's why I, I bring up these issues because I see the lack of that. I could tell it's coming from like, they didn't have, they don't have a light at the end of the tunnel. They Mm. don't have like, they're getting outside messaging. I think that, you know, to Nikki's point about, uh, men don't know how to express themselves or, we're we're put in this place where you know what um, I can't express right. myself. Not safe, right? It's not a safe space to sit there and say, "Hey, I'm hurting. Hey, something is wrong." Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, I need help. I need help. And the other thing is trust. Who do we trust? Mm-hmm. Who do men actually trust that you're not going to sit here and t- take what I said and make me feel Use less it. of a man? Mm-hmm. Right? And men are so protective over that that. You know, we oftentimes hold that in. And I think that I've I've expressed this to even my boys, right? Because I don't, again, I don't claim to have all the answers. But I remember several months ago where I was going through something and you ever feel like you're on the brink of another level and it is mm. just like the hardest time, the hardest season of your life. Like you're trying to get to this next level. And I felt that, you know, I was being attacked in so many different ways. And I was having this point where, you know, my boys, they saw me at 
you know, a place where, you know, like dad was going on. We never see you like this. Mm -hmm. And I took the opportunity to sit there and say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be vulnerable at this moment right here because, and it's not like I haven't been vulnerable with my boys before, but I had to be at that point because I want them to understand that, Hey, dad cries too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. Because I've got so much on my plate. And what I told them was, sometimes, son, there are things that you are carrying that you're not supposed to carry. We carry this weight on us that the world says that we're supposed to carry. But in reality, we're really not supposed to carry. We're supposed to carry what we are called to, not what the world says we're supposed to carry. I don't have to carry the weight of this person and that person. That may not be my thing. Maybe I'm supposed to just direct that person where they should go versus carrying that weight. And then you you feel like you have to be Superman. You got to be Iron Man. You got to be all these things for all these people. And then that's why a lot of men feel like I'm about to drown. I'm about to, I'm in a depressive state. I'm about to harm myself. I'm about to do all these things. What really shifted me was my, my personal story with my son. My son, my son Christian, who has, he has special needs. He has Down syndrome. And when he was diagnosed with leukemia at just 14 months old, that was the most vulnerable time that I had to be you know, for him and sharing that story and everything with the world and saying, hey, listen, I don't want, you know, necessarily your sympathy. I want you guys to know what's going on. I'm going to be vulnerable and let you guys know how this father is going to help his son defeat this thing. Right. And I think that that moment several months ago reminded me of when I was in, can you know, cancer treatments and everything with my son. Watching that and seeing him go through that, it's like, man, I can't I don't have to be Superman at this point. I need to be his father. Right. You don't have to be Superman. You just need to be the man that you are and be that and be OK with that and not really worry about what other people are going to say. And I mm -hmm. think sometimes we worry about what other people are going to say about us versus knowing and seeing and looking in inside that mirror and seeing the truth. I think that's great. I think what everything that you just described about being there for your family and putting you know, having a reason going through such a hard time like, you know, your son and everything and putting him above, you know, whatever tribulation you're going through in result of that. We're talking about suicide rates. Um, ultimately, I mean, why are more why why are men statistically killing themselves more than women? Um, women are forced to be stronger. Women have to because they're thinking about something other than themselves. They're thinking about their family. I have to stay around. I have to take care of things. Suicide is somewhat of I'm, I'm probably going to get me in trouble again, but suicide is kind of selfish. You know, so when you think about the statistics again, you put that in correlation with, um, you know, single mothers and like the fathers that aren't putting their families in, uh, as a priority like you are, you know, and that don't put that, you know, something other, something bigger than you um, for a reason to continue going on um, as a priority. Like that might answer the question, why are men having such a hard time? Let like, me you know, propose women are strong. this, though, not to cut you off, but oh, I no, yeah, I, I, uh, here. Um, <laughs> If if you guys start crying because I say something mean on this podcast, I will look really bad and everyone will empathize with you. If you say something mean to me and I start crying on this podcast, everyone will make memes and laugh at me about it. And no one will, will, will empathize with me at all. And they will congratulate you for making me cry and hurting my feelings. And that's what men are dealing with, right? So, like, yes, if you have men around that you trust that you can talk to or, or not men, anyone that you can talk to as a man. Um, that's really important, but I'm not sure that 
look, if you just went up crying to a stranger as a woman, they would at least feel bad for you and like be nice to you. <laughs> if a guy comes up to somebody crying, they go be like, yeah, get out of my face. Don't be a bitch. Around. Yeah, right. So that dynamic causes four times difference, right? Because like, it's just, it's different. It, it's just different. I think there's a real miss when it comes to um, when we speak about men communicating their emotions. I think that people say yeah. that it would be good for men to get their emotions off their chest. Maybe this is just personal, but if I'm struggling with something emotionally, I don't think I don't think you truly want to be coddled. I think you want a solution to the issue and you want to feel like there's a way out. If someone just tells you it's okay how you are and yeah, help me and solve you it. Just, right. You just feel that way. I think that's what could drive someone to end it because you're like, no, this is not okay, and if this is just how it is, then I'm going to end it. But we talk a lot about men should express how they feel. I think that makes it worse. Like, I feel like shit because something's fucked up. So if you tell me that's just how it is and you don't show me or encourage me or tell me a way – that I could get through it and teach not me that all it's problems a good have thing solutions and teach and teach me that this is how you get through it. This is what you do and it will get better. That's how you get fucked up in the deep, dark spiral of life sucks and I should just end it because you're like, I'm just stuck in this. No, not so. So this is why therapy is important. People, not all problems have solutions, right? It would be, it, it, you would be doing yourself a great disservice if you felt like every problem had a solution. So the difference between how men and women communicate is that men are solution focused. So mm -hmm. they don't, you don't, most men, and I'm generalizing, obviously don't right. see the purpose in expressing a problem if there's no solution. Like what's the purpose in venting? If you can't fix it, then I'll just keep it to myself and I'll suffer in silence until I figure out how to fix it. But not all problems have solutions. Women, a lot of times, are just venting they already solved it or they already know the solution but they just want to talk about all the fucking bullshit they had to go through before they got there and they want you to validate their feelings on the way so that's the difference between men and women um praying right when you pray you're not looking for you're not gonna say you know god it'd be really great if you gave me a million dollars and you expect a million dollars to fall out the sky that's not how it works it's just getting it off of you you don't expect immediate gratification or a solution you're just getting it off of you it's the same thing as venting so just like there is purpose and prayer right you don't expect immediate solution there's purpose and just kind of talking about how you feel because it just feels better there's not always a solution you can't always fix every problem i i think that does make sense. Um, I do think there are actions that you can take to improve your situation almost all the time. Yeah, you can always, so not always. There, it's not a perfect solution, but there is something you can do to see the light or see a better day. But and most I, of the times it's just life and you have to be water. You got to be adaptable. You got to be mutable. You got to adjust. Yeah, but life. you don't tell somebody that. I think that, that would feels, make, if I went yeah, to therapy and I was in jump a deep off a dark, yeah. uh, like life sucks. I hate everything. Everything's horrible. And somebody told me that, that would make me want to end it. Because he like, needs I a solution. I can't fix no, this. He needs a, it just, something. I'm just stuck at working at Walmart. No one likes me. I'm fat. I'm just stuck like this forever. Yeah, just, just you will it. be stuck like that. Yeah, just then, end, then, then I'm just going to die. Like, right. Why would I do this? But that, but that's why the suicide rate is what it is, because people are like, we're, you're kind of just spoiled now. Like, oh, you know, I'm fat and I'm ugly. Nobody likes me no, and I work at Walmart. And 
I mean, they need a mission. They need structure. They need something. There to are do. solutions to some of those things, but there's not going to be solutions to all of them, and that's okay. I think that's we good need enough, a man though. to come and say, "Yo, go to the gym, do this, do that, start studying, read a book, whatever," Cut and at hair. least you can move yeah. towards something and right. feel like you're doing better. But <laughs> when we're getting tricked into, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to yeah. um, and, and not do nothing for yourself. That's the most worst. So that's thing. two different things. Right. It is oh, yeah. okay to be uh, sad. It's uh, not okay to not do but, anything. But for this yourself. is what men need specifically. That's different, and and maybe that's kind of what's missing is that the the prescription for men is different and it's very feminine focus right now as far as like be in touch with your emotions and all that and i do think it is strength in being vulnerable as a man but at the same time there are limitations and b- rules on how a guy needs to be able to express himself yeah, that we absolutely. live in and absolutely. i don't i don't have a problem yeah. with that but we but when men and boys need counseling help etc i think my brother brings up a great point that it is solution based and we need something to point at that like he's brought up on other podcasts which i think was really a fantastic point is like sports provides you a structure a team like uh like something to be a part of men need that Mm -hmm. and i think those are the things that are um starting to lack a little bit mm-hmm. and it, it's causing problems like support yeah. like support groups it, yeah but but your groups, your but, football but, teams your support group yeah. right. you know what i mean women like a might cool have support group yeah yeah so women <laughs> are more social like they'll sit in circles and talk right. to each other guys kind of don't do that unless we're like beating each other up or like competing or doing stuff but why that's what we do we compete yeah. like that that's the man no no no. the why is like why don't men use each other to support each other well we don't i, I don't think men do that until later in life right until now mm. until now you know what i'm saying when you get to a when certain, you unlearn right and you get to a certain level of maturity exactly you say all right you know I'm not really concerned with what everybody else is saying. I think the teenage years exactly. in early twenties is those those that that's like when you're learning that thirteen years that like from thir- thirteen to like let's say like twenty six is like a whole season I'm trying to figure of it trying out. to figure it out and and that's where you have a lot of men that are just like you know what like up in arms about whatever yeah it's so much pressure yeah it's too- rough sex is really mad at you nikki for saying that there's no solutions to everything because there isn't he said every single problem has a solution how oh the hell God. can you say yeah just give up it's nothing i could do for you <laughs> because that but but that but that's the problem that i'm trying to help a lot of people with if you believe that every problem has a solution and then you come up against something that you can't solve of course you feel terrible i can think I it's the this? language you're using because i understand where you're going yeah. i don't like the language and i think that i think there is a solution to everything i think that it's ultimately what you decide on what you're going to do next and that for that person is there is right. there is there actual solution so it's not going to be it's not going to be the ideal solution or the most logical but that's, solution. then that's not a Progress. solution right because a solution to them it is though but if you think about it, what a solution entails you're you're talking about okay there's a right answer sometimes there's not a right answer there's just there's the answer. a best, you know what it is right there's it, a decision like you said it's not necessarily yeah. the right Andrew answer Tate, it's just your decision and either decision is fine you just have to stand on Andrew it Andrew Tate you have a best chess move to make right 
but that's not you never know how that's going to turn out right so if you're looking for a solution that's going to fix it then there's not always a way to fix the problem but there's a decision i I think this is the thing and this goes to the hopelessness uh, of the situation is if you feel like you're playing a fair enough chess game then you have moves that you can make they might not be the best move you might mess up but my next move could be a better move i think you exactly need what that. i'm trying to say yeah, right yeah yeah but i guess that's semantics on on the word solution okay right but i think what we're what what we're agreeing on is men need something they feel like they can do to improve their condition mm-hmm. but you can't get you can't get well in the same place you got sick at Right. So the same mind that made that problem is not going to solve it for you. Sometimes you need therapy. Sometimes you need to talk to your friends. Sometimes you need a different perspective. So that's what I'm saying. Like Kenny made a really good point. You Mm -hmm. get older and you mature and you see the importance of talking to people because I can't fix it here. This caused the problem. Right. Right. We can't do it. on. We can't. You can't do it on your own. Young men need something before they get old. And what I would what I would recommend, what I would recommend that. If if we are having this conversation, right, and there are men that are out here that are seeing this, and someone even like myself, okay, well, what are you doing inside your community, right? You clearly can't save the entire world. Let's not go there. But you can do something inside the the region that you're in. Uh, one of my one of my good friends, the Godfather to to, to one of my children, he has this thing, you know, called um called uh night uh. Kingdom Knights. Kingdom Knights is something that he does for young, uh, young men, young, you know, uh, teenagers and everything where it does like every last Friday of the month where they come to his house, play video games and everything. They talk about the different things, talk about what they're going on, what's going on in school, what's going like trying to like dissect things and just create conversation, having a space to at least do that at that age. I never had that. I never had something where I can go to, you know, a mentor's house and rock out or whatever and have conversations like that at 13 14 15 years old that's the funny thing and this is why i'm so adamant against things devolving and traditions right Right. like i think the thing and nikki you don't like this is there was like the church Mm -hmm. community center like there were things to do and i know like there kind of are now but some of that stuff's online and i think we've lost a lot of that stuff and i think that's part of the problem is like I agree. I think. Listen, when you when you think about here's this thing, when you talk about church, like there is this this whole thing about a church is bad. And a lot of people are church hurt and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, I think that that's more of a case by case thing or whatever, because not every church is like that. Just like not every woman is the same, or not every man is mm-hmm. the same, or whatever. There are certain aspects where there are women that are what you're actually interested in to actually feed you what it is that you're looking for, vice versa for men. Same thing with churches. When you talk about things to do, when you talk about clubs, when you talk about like the YMCA used to be a big thing. And, you know, growing up in Willenboro, I grew up in Willenboro. So for me, the JFK was a big, Mm -hmm. yeah, Kennedy was a big thing that we did. In the summertime, yo, we had the step program and we would go to the step program and we would, you know, for the summertime and we would, Go around each park and clean up the the trash. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Was you part of step program too? And as we got older, it, yeah. all that stuff, you know, it, the country club away. pool and you know the different things that were right. available. As we got older, they weren't anymore, and we saw the effects on the youth. Exactly. And then you see, you look at the town now, 
You know what I'm saying? It's not what it used to be. And that's what I'm saying. Like, when you implement structure, when you implement a framework of something where people can go to, because we are human beings, we are made to commune with each other. Yeah, it's funny because I think Kevin brought up an interesting point that kind of ties it all together, is that, like, maybe this affects guys a little bit more because they need a solution rather than venting. Because we know women love to vent. Right? Yeah, we're getting tricked into feeling like saying how we feel is the thing that's supposed to make, feel, make us feel better. But but there's evidence that, right, like we just saw that the suicide rate was higher for men in this in this age range. And we've used our wisdom, right? There's no scientific evidence, right, but right, our right. wisdom kind of told us that we've learned as men have learned as they got older the importance of talking right so there is validity and just talking right like you're kind of it's like you're kind of bashing it's women like oh women do that talking is generic, generic because should. the way that we have a conversation is different than the way you guys would have a conversation though you know okay but so, men are the ones that are killing themselves at a higher no, rate but what so I'm we saying, need to adopt some things from no but other. what i'm saying is maybe what's explaining that is that the lack of like objective things to do affects boys worse right like if you have things to do in the process of doing you can solve some of those things and you you have those conversations like if you're on the football team you talk to you know that, that yeah. kind of type of stuff so it, it it ends up being different if you just say oh we're just gonna sit in a circle and talk guys are out yeah yeah that's why i get that maybe the college representation is low because the way college works might suit women better. I think it comes from influence as well, in too. You know, what are we? What are, what are men influenced by? Who Who's the man that's leading this talk? Exactly. Who's this guy? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if that guy, if I'm seeing this guy and he um, is very successful in certain ways or whatever, or has a very, very, very good mindset and he has my best interest at heart, you know what? I'm going to sit in this circle and I'm going to listen. However, if a man that is not exemplifying any of those things at all and is just like you know completely left then i may not want to want to actually sit down and listen so i think man i have so many more topics but we're at 11 30 and i've been trying to end it at this point so what we've been trying to do is has there been in conclusion and we'll start with nikki is there anything thought-provoking or an idea that you want to take home and play with or something that you know was interesting or where you have a final message or anything that you want to take away from this conversation? Um, I think that the final message about this conversation is like, I feel like we kind of unanimously agreed about the perception. Very important to say the perception of men underperforming, but I do think there's valid reasons for it. Mm -hmm. And I, and I do think that, you know, we, we're old school in a lot of ways like all of us are kind of like yeah like we all agree i played devil advocate a lot for a lot of things but we all agree that the old way was the better way the structure is better and things like that but we're seeing the world evolve like people won't even commit to a gender anymore and you're very disrespectful to call people out on that right and we're just uh, we're adapting to that we're adapting to learning that we can't say that we can't call somebody that we can't you know what i mean and mm -hmm. and the world does that over and over and over again and will evolve again but um i think we are going to see men be on top again, maybe one day, or maybe they will be housewives and women. Well, I, we don't know how it's going to evolve, but it always does. It always catches up to each other. Um, 
So a message to the men who are indeed committing suicide more than more than women. And I do think they have it harder in a lot of ways, even though it pains me to say that because I think women have it terribly hard, but I think men have it hard for that reason. There isn't the same support. You guys aren't comfortable being vulnerable. And then vulnerability is a gift and everybody shouldn't get it. But I think men need to hold the women in their life a lot more accountable, you know, being with the women who you feel comfortable being vulnerable with kind of to, um, producer i can't remember his name but to your point too like you know having expectations kevin i'm so sorry baby (laughs) but having expectations of women too to kind of meet your needs right like that's big it's okay to be vulnerable if if she's not meeting your expectations because women's have women have we have our expectations right clearly clearly we have our expectations we're going to hold you to them hold those women to those expectations it needs to be somebody that you feel honored by that you feel that you can be vulnerable to that if you're having a bad day you can go home and you can tell her and you don't have to think about carrying that on you and the suicide rate is high for men for a a lot of those reasons right just letting women treat them however the fuck they want to women are entitled check them it's funny you address many topics that we've talked about in this this thing because we had a whole episode about a race to the bottom where if men have standards then they can't have women, but that, that'll be a <laughs> whole another uh, conversation. Crazy. Tammy from That's New York. Crazy. Yeah. So what I gathered from this conversation, I think I learned a lot about where, you know, as far as whether or not men underperform, and um, a lot of it has to do with their mental health. A lot of it has to do with. You know, again, I still feel like a lot of uh, the upbringing and the pressure that men are under and their inability to kind of find those outlets in a way that they are comfortable in. So in result, you know, as far as suicide rates and you know underperforming and things of the sort and whatnot, I feel like guys do fall under that pressure a lot and we should kind of give them a little bit more of a break for that um now i don't know i don't know that sitting in you know and talking about our feelings and things like that because you guys mentioned that's not something that you guys like doing um finding things to do um and maybe building you know that trust you know try it with tyrone with the air mattress (laughs) (laughs) and and and, you know seeing if you got feelings too right (laughs) and seeing if uh you can be that space and whatnot and you know find it okay you know be okay with that too because we're conditioned to also see that as a bit of like weakness as well so like underperforming i feel like a lot of it comes from those types of pressures where you're supposed to handle things on your own and there's a lot uh, there's a lot of things that you can't really it it becomes too much you know so then you walk away then you underperform then you commit suicide etc um so i Mm. i think i have a better understanding of that um and, you know, I, I as things are kind of like meshing, we talked about like the gender roles and things like that. I'm hoping that that will change. I'm hoping that, you know, we'll see more of an integration of finding these types of solutions together. I, I hope that there will be more of those dynamics where it's yin and yang, yin and yang mm-hmm. with uh, men and women, mm-hmm. where there could be times that you have a turn to be vulnerable and she has to be strong or she can be vulnerable and you're the one to be strong. And I'd like to see more of that um, happen from here, especially after this conversation. So are they underperforming? Yeah, but it's not your fault. That's it. <laughs> Z said Tyrone just worried about performing on the air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Kenneth. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm underperforming. Let me just put that hey, out there. Hey, but, air horn. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I do understand <laughs> the dynamic of, you know, 
men in this country in its totality and how it may be perceived perception mm-hmm. right how men can be underperforming i think that uh what i'm gathering from this conversation is that it for both men and women uh it's about purpose you know like what is what is the purpose or whatever in the relationship what is the purpose in and, and it doesn't have to be a, a marriage at all as well either. Mm-hmm. You know, what is the purpose between man and a woman in a relationship? What is the purpose in society? What is the purpose in community? What is the com- purpose in professionalism? Maybe your father or mother, whatever it is. What is the, the purpose? I think that, when you know, the alarming race that we saw with, with men killing themselves, they lost vision of their purpose. They lost vision of why they're here. They lost vision of, you know, what else What else am I here for? They're, if they're, If a man doesn't have anything to do, Right. Because we are made workers. Right. We are made to work. We are made to hit the plow. If we feel like we're not needed, then that's where things get real crazy and get real testy. And on top of that, even if they are needed, maybe they're doing so much for everybody else where they feel this immense amount of pressure. You've probably got you know, billionaires that are probably, you know, taking themselves out because, and they've got all the money in the world or they have the houses, they have the cars. We make this thing about, you know, materialistic things where that's the thing that you're going for. But really, that's not it. People want something higher. People want something better. People want something more than this thing that can just like, you know, that's just materializing whatever and just go away at the end of the day. So I think that um, what we should focus on is, moving day by day you can't control what happened yesterday you can't control what happens tomorrow however you are in charge of today you know and you can't control the storms or whatever that come in your life at, at all either you know and i oftentimes say yesterday is gone tomorrow worry about yourself and today is all we have and i think that for those men out there to encourage you that maybe thinking about uh harming themselves yesterday is gone tomorrow worry about yourself today is all you got and if today is all you got how are you going to impact today you know when you change the mind you know you change the game at the end of the day so change the mentality move yourself out of the environment maybe remove yourself to improve yourself remove yourself from the environment that you're in that'll put you in a better environment seek that thing seek ye first the kingdom of heaven you know and then all these things will be added unto you that's a good biblical statement or whatever to say i lean on my faith and i hope that somebody could just take that and and um go to the next level with it yeah, if you are underperforming just Perform a little better every day than you did yesterday. Yo, you know, that's good because if you if we think about it like this, if you get better 1%, you one know, 1% every day. every day for the next 100 days, you're 100% better than what you were four months ago. Exactly. Guys, these are the type of conversations that we aim to have on the Talk To Me Nice podcast, so I really appreciate the whole panel. It's a really good, I feel like it's a productive conversation. This is really exactly what we're trying to do. For the young men who are having a struggle, you're supposed to struggle, um, especially if you're 16 to 35, I'm sorry. But if you, if, you, if you do the right things, the rewards are there for you. And, you you know, just, just you got to find a, an end goal and realize what you do every day make sure you're doing things to help you advance to that goal and you can deal with what is what is that uh a man with a destination can weather many storms mm. something like that mm-hmm. I, I might butcher it a little bit but if you have a destination and you feel like the things that you're doing will help you get there I, that are productive even if it sucks mm-hmm. you can deal with it 
And so try to remember that. Try to do something every day that's hard, but that will help get you to the objective that you want to get to. Can I add one more thing? Yeah. I think the foundation is really, really important. You know, yeah. when we have like a firm foundation in our life, um, you know, oftentimes some people try and build a house on sand. And when that storm comes, that thing keep getting knocked down. You know, everybody's probably built a sandcastle before that thing is not up right now. But if you build a house on rock, you know, when the storm hits, it'll be able to withstand it a lot more, a lot better. You know, so I think that foundation is extremely important in, in everyone's life. And I think when you have that foundation and have, you know, having that, you'll be uh, a lot more productive and a lot more successful. I do also want to point out that while we may not have super productive conversations on every episode, the themes that I'm trying to get at with a lot of this stuff all are interconnected and have like an overall arcing theme of improvement and betterment. So if you go back and look at all the older episodes, they kind a lot of them connect to a lot of different conversations. So I guess I'm just giving myself a pat on the back about that. But um, <laughs> congratulations on your 50th episode. Hey, thank you. 50 episodes. Um, also, check out the other shows on the network. Oh, oh this is what I wanted to say. Um, sorry to the chat. I love reading your comments, and I am monitoring them. It's just I didn't want to interrupt such a beautiful conversation. And it's hard because the chat's going fast, and I'm making excuses. I'm sorry, guys. But I just wanted to acknowledge you guys as well. And um, y'all had a really good contribution as well. Talk to me nice podcast, episode 50. See you.